0: Welcome to Funny Stories to Tell in the Dark, a podcast for when you're feeling a little lonely. I'm Julie Censulo. So today's story is a sexy one, which is why I'm doing my late night radio DJ voice. I think it's about time we had a sexy story considering how little human contact most of us probably have right now, especially if we are practicing social distancing and we are single or don't live with our partners. Actually, I have a question for all of my fellow single people out there. So, coupled people, feel free to just skip on ahead 30 seconds. This isn't for you. Also, if you are maybe related to me or one of my co-workers, you can also just skip on ahead. I'll get back to you in just a moment. Okay, it's just us hot, fun singles here now. Do you think any of us are gonna have sex again in 2020? Because I'm starting to think that the answer is no. And while that's not my number one concern about the world right now, it is pretty harrowing considering how cute and charming we all are. Anyway, solidarity. I hope you have a healthy masturbation practice. Okay, back to the show. Okay, we're back from that little parenthetical. Just us singles, checking in, talking about our feelings and I've actually been talking way too much here, so let's get to the story. It's from Denzel Beelin, and as soon as he started telling me this story, I was completely hooked, and I think you will be too.
1: So the story I want to share with you all today is about my time at St. Olaf College, and it's not about my major, it's not about any class. I'm gonna tell you, about how every year there was what I would call an influential white guy that shaped who I was as a person, primarily sexually. Imagine me, I'm a black kid named Denzel, ready to study theater at St. Louis College. At the age of 18, my biggest hobbies were anime and mock trial. So I was feeling very ready to attack everything academically, and viciously unprepared for the sexual world that every college movie has warned me about. On the second day of being on campus, I was going to one of those all freshmen events where it was in the gym and you had to like, find people with your birthday and like find six people and make a star. You know, those awful activities that you would never do again, but you're so desperate to make friends, you have to go do and I was on my way walking down the hill to get to the gym and this one guy who lived in my dorm came up to me and I I may have met him before, but I just couldn't remember him. We'll call him R. And R stopped me, looked at me, and he was like, what's your name? And I'm like, I'm Denzel. And he's like, are you gay? And I was like, no, I'm bisexual. And he was like, okay, cool. And I swear to God, he just like sprinted away. So on the second day of the school, I realized I would be out. I didn't have a choice. I wasn't particularly planning on, like, concealing it, but that choice I was made for me on the fly. Time goes on. I get to know R a little bit better. You know, there was this weird sort of, like, tension between us, and I wouldn't particularly call it sexual. He was from Oregon. I'm from Seattle. It was like a Pacific Northwest sort of cold shoulder sort of situation. However, there was one of our breaks, and I believe it was interim break, and that happens after our interim semester in January. There's a whole nother week. People who don't live in Minnesota can't really just, like, keep flying home, so I stayed on campus, R was on campus, lots of different people were on campus, and for some reason, me and R were like, let's do a meal together, let's cook something. We decided to make it, like, a really, like, fancy event. So we cooked mac and cheese. We're in like these slacks and button-downs and everything, and it's only cute in like an 18, 19-year-old's head to make some craft mac and cheese in a dorm kitchen. And there just came a point where it's like, hey, should we hang out in one of our rooms? I was like, yeah. Before I knew it, we were like fooling around, but it was like very tepidly, and he was first person I had, like, fooled around with at St. Ola, I'm thinking, wow, I'm living this movie dream, touching a boy in a bed. And that was, like, a huge step for me. So after that mac and cheese night with R, we sort of just realized that there really wasn't chemistry between us. So, Fast forward to sophomore year. I was assistant directing a show, which is a lot of power for a 19 year old brain. I'm just feeling life, feeling everything. And I'm hanging out with a group of friends. And there is this guy, we will call him C. Now C, I had seen around at different things, but we mainly had like mutual friends. But we started talking, and we started, got the vibe, you know, as queer men do, where it's like, oh, you're interesting, I'm interesting. He was a science major, and I found that thrilling because I don't quite understand science. And sure enough, we began the process of hooking up. It was pretty Pretty steamy stuff. There's a lot of experimenting with different things. He had interest, I had interest, and it was pretty carnal for the first couple of times. But me, being the uh, you know rom-com romantic that I am, and was like, I want to know you. I want to at least be like good friends, or you know, ideally best friends. Ideally, you know, this is the person I get to have my college romance with. I would be like, let's hang out, let's do all these things. And it wasn't necessarily reciprocated. And this was the first time where I had really felt like I was being used for my body. So I'm talking with C, and things got pretty ugly, because I was like, this is what I want, and he was being really dodgy about it. And it came a point where it was like, do you want to be in this thing with me or not? And he was like, I don't know. And for me, I was like, well, that's the answer. I was grabbing all my clothes that I had last year that from different encounters and everything. And I was just like, I don't want you to talk to me again. Don't do this to other people. This is mean, cruel behavior. And I sort of had my first big breakup moment. And it just really made me understand that I wanted to be more communicative about like what I wanted. And I wanted to get to know people a little bit more. So junior year comes around. I'm fully in like directing Denzel mode. I feel like I really have a grasp on my theater major. I'm feeling pretty good about the year. So second semester, I meet someone. This person, who we would call in. He wanted to know me, he wanted to talk with me. I feel taken care of, I feel like I can have interesting conversations and I was falling for this guy. I woke up at like dumb fuck o'clock to go help him film something at the golden hour. It's that perfect time where the sun is right, Everything filmed so gorgeously, but it's Minnesota and it's freaking cold. And I'm just like holding metal equipment and I'm like, but you know what? It's worth it, it's worth it. But it was coming towards the end of the school year. He's a senior and I'm a junior. And it's like, what's going to happen? And I wanted to have those conversations and be like, okay, let's start figuring this out. And then I learned that he wasn't particularly ready for a long-term relationship. While he loves studying a lot of like queer things, he just didn't feel comfortable really leading that life outside of the bubble that is is St. oh. But you know what? You learn, you grow, you figure it out. Senior year. It is no understatement to say that by senior year, I truly was one of those people that felt on top of the world. I'm the king of the world! I am fully confident in my work as a theater artist. I entered the year, and within the first week, I had a show up that we had rehearsed during the summer, and I was auditioning for department shows and getting roles that I wanted, and I was on cloud nine. I could not be bothered, and I was gonna do everything I wanted to do. During an interim break, I'm on campus. A bunch of people are on campus, but there isn't much to do. However, we do have a school across the river called Carleton College. I got hints that Carleton College was having a queer-focused, if you will, party, and I was like, I'm gonna go. So I walked them two miles at night by myself in. Minnesota, as a six-foot black man, (laughs) to come to this party, where I probably was like, well, I really don't know many people here. But you know, it's fine, I was there, I was vibing, I love the energy, and I'm watching everything happen, and there's this one guy who comes up to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, I really like his sweater. And he goes, hi. And I go hi. And he goes, I'm, and for the sake of this, let's call him he. So he's like, I'm E, And I'm like, I'm Denzel. And then we just started making out like animals. It is pure carnal energy. It felt really good. He's a white guy with actual lips. It is everything is firing off well. We just keep going at each other. It became like a scene out of Euphoria. <laughs> you know, without drugs. By the time we, like, pulled away for air, the party was over. It was as if we time skipped. The people who lived in the house were, like, picking up cups. He's like, I'd invite you to my room, but I live kind of far away. My dorm's a little far. To which I laughed at, and I was like, I don't go here. I go to school two miles away. So if you're closer than that, I'd love to get to your room. And we make it to the room. and His roommate is there. Okay, I guess I will have to walk back. But he's like, no, you can crash here. There's room in this way an extra long bed for the both of us. Again, the stupid things you take up in college, right? I was like, you know what? That does sound like the best thing. It is like 2.30 a.m. Gonna go to sleep. Have a nice cuddle. I wake up being like, that was fun. Whatever. I'm about to grab my shoes, head out. And then he like rolls over. He's like, hey wait, can I have your number? And I was like, oh, sure. Why not? I don't care. So I give him my number, I start heading back to town, I grab a bagel, I swear everyone could smell the sexual frustration off of me as I was picking up my bagel, and I make it back to my dorm, and I don't think anything of it. But later that day, he texts me like, I had a lot of fun, we should hang out. And that began, like, a near semester-long friends with benefits. And, like, Truly, friends. We weren't particularly dating, but I was super busy with my schedule. He was doing his thing and it just felt good for us. So we would meet up, we would do dinner, we would talk about shit, but there was a lot, a lot of sexual type action, right? In my dorm room, in his dorm room, in the bathroom nearer the express bus. Like, wow, if I could channel that energy into working out, I'd be fit. And one day he came up to me. He was like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. He's like, for my final semester, I'm going to France. I think we're going to have to take some sort of extended break or just call it off right now. And in my head, that couldn't have been more of a relief. What? So I had finals to worry about and I didn't know if I could balance all of this and really ending off my school time at Ola Strong. So I was like, okay, have a good time in France. If we get in contact later, we get in contact later. And I've never had any relationship sexual or otherwise in that well. It was like the show season finale of my life was coming up and we had to see this character off, because people will be wondering, what will happen? Is this a stressor? So I really got to focus on me, end off my year strong, and have like a really good, healthy relationship that involves sexual things. You know, that's the way you almost wish everything would end. And I couldn't help but think about how, when I started my time at St. Olaf, how wrapped I was with my own ideals about things. And I feel like, every person I continued to date and have romantic or sexual relationships with, it kept getting better and better and better. I I couldn't be more grateful to have encountered those four guys, those four white guys, because it made me the beast that I became when I graduated.
0: Aw, what an inspiring tale about love and loss and love again and loss again and love and loss and love and loss and and love again in the end because self-love is the most important love, right Denzel? Yes, once again, I am very single over here. In the next episode of Funny Stories to Tell in the Dark, we're going to explore just one of the weird things I've done in the name of being single during quarantine. Ooh, a cliffhanger. Haven't done one of those before. Maybe that makes you want to subscribe to this show. That could be a fun thing for you. As always, you can send funny stories to at funny stories in the dark on Instagram. I'd love to hear them and possibly use them on the show. Thanks for listening.